It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Big Blue Breakdown podcast on the YesNetwork.com and on BigBlueInteractive.com, the fans' number one message board on the web. You get all your Giants info there. You get some scoops. You get some injury reports. And the one and only Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website is my co-host for the show. And i got to tell you, Eric, it seems like it's been a month ago since the Giants played against the Panthers, but you really have to be impressed with the way the Giants came out pretty much heard for three days in a row that they can't win this game. And, uh, you know, it's a telling sign when I sit with my kids and I watch the pregame show on the NFL Network and we watch everybody on the panel pick the Panthers to win. That's when I turn to my kids and I say, we got this one in the bag. That's a scary <laughs> thought. That's a scary thought. Yeah, that, you know, I had a pretty good feeling going into, in, into the game. I don't, I'm not really sure, other than the fact that, you know, the Panthers really – defensively have struggled and I I saw them having problems with the Giants even without uh, uh, Hakeem Nix playing and without Ahmad Bradshaw playing I didn't expect Barden um, to play as well as he did but I thought they would have other options with Bennett and, and some of the other receivers but Barden really came out and played extremely well um, Andre Brown came out and played extremely well. And what I was most pleased with, I think, was the was the defense. The defense was the you know preparing, getting ready to prepare an unusual offense on a short week is is difficult. And you they can't the Panthers run that 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 um, option offense that you just don't see. And they really only had one practice and a couple of walkthroughs to get prepared for this. And this was one of those games that you I think you can sort of circle when the, when the season's over and say that's one where the coaching staff really got the team ready uh, and prepared because I think it was more mental getting ready for getting ready for Cam Newton in, in that offense, and they did an excellent, excellent job. Um, so defensively, I was very, very pleased the way they played. That's a great point to bring up about Perry Fuel and the defense because, you know, you have that one day of preparation, and it's not even like – you know, the option is something that's here and there. It's pretty much every running play where Cam Newton makes like he's either going to hand it off or run it himself. So that's a great point to bring up that the Giants really had limited time to prepare for something different like this. And then he's not your conventional drop-back passer. Sure, he has a, a pretty strong arm, but, you know, he's the threat to run every time. And I, I totally agree with you. I think the Giants did a wonderful job of, of maintaining control on him the whole game because all you really heard for the three days leading up to it is what are they going to do against Cam Newton? What are they going to do against Cam Newton? And really, what they should have been talking about is what are the Panthers going to do against Eli Manning? Because I think the Giants, on the other end, established themselves, Eric, on that opening drive. And I thought Eli was just hitting his targets and hitting new targets. You know, you see Andre Brown looking very comfortable back there. But I, I figured he would have a good game because I saw a lot of positive signs from the week before against Tampa Bay. But I was really happy to see Ramsey's Barden get involved. And it just looked like everything that was being thrown his way, Eric, he just was hanging on to. He looked like he played with a lot of confidence. Yeah, and the thing that was neat about Barden's performance was this is one of the reasons I, I think he hasn't played as a lot in the past has been the fact that I don't think he's always been on the same page mentally with Eli. And Eli, if you if you're not on, if he Eli began this really last year, if you're not on the same page with him, he's going to stop throwing the football to you. And that that was an outcome of 
the previous season in 2010 when he was throwing a lot of interceptions. And a lot of those interceptions really weren't Eli's fault. The receivers were running the wrong way or the wrong or, or a slightly wrong route or they didn't read the hot read or things like that. So my concern coming into the game with Barden was, are they going to be on the same page? Is Barden going to run an in-cut when he was supposed to run an out-cut and is it going to be an interception? But they they seem to be on the on the on the same page the entire game. He seemed like he, I think what you're alluding to, he seemed like he was a veteran out there doing, you know, they, they, he's been like this all along. And the, the one caveat I'll put in with this is he was really going against a defense that's not very good. That He was playing against a rookie cornerback that was playing off him a lot. So, you know, I'm not really sure to – I'm not really ready to anoint him sort of the next great receiver on the Giants. I think he had a favorable situation. And I'm, it's going to be really interesting for me, I think, to see as they go into the Eagles game and down the road, how many snaps does Barden get now that Hickson's back? Do, do, they, do they now give Barden more playing time at the expense of Hickson? Where does Reuben Randall fit in all of, all of this? So I think it's going to be really interesting to see. They, they were asked this week, Coughlin was asked about – that that same question and he seemed to say that different receivers will have different packages so i think we're going to see a lot of situational plays and hopefully the giants don't sort of telegraph what they're going to do based on their personnel being on the field but it sounds like it sounds like barton's going to see more playing time but probably not as much playing time as some fans expect now yeah, and I think Ramsey's was really helped out by the performance of Victor Cruz against Tampa Bay. Because if you come off the Tampa Bay game, you see what a wonderful job Hakeem Nix did. But also Victor Cruz had a great game. I mean, you see yeah. that he has explosion after he catches the ball. So I think going into that game, the Panthers were really worried about Victor Cruz. And I think that helped Ramsey's Barden really feel more comfortable in the offense because the defense, um, um, I guarantee the defense was paying a lot of attention to Victor Cruz early in the game. And it opened up Ramsey's to have a really great first half along with uh, you know Andre Brown I think he had a tremendous first half and I was just so happy to see the Giants I mean look I don't know if I was the only one that wasn't surprised about the mentality and the play in this game but you know I've said for for a year now Eric this is that was the Giants type game I mean the Giants are the team that you know you tell them they have a lot of injuries you tell them they don't have a lot of time to prepare and you tell them they're on the road which I think is the most important thing that's when the Giants play their best football and the Giants clearly played playoff football in that game, and I think it was a really one of their best efforts in the last couple of years. So I was really impressed with both sides of the ball, and I want to get back to the defense because all the concerns we had about the cornerbacks the, the first couple of weeks of the season, I thought the cornerbacks had a terrific game. I thought the whole defensive backfield had a terrific game because a lot of times, you know, maybe the pass pressure wasn't there on, on uh, Cam Newton, and he had nowhere to throw, and I think that, you know, Corey Webster came out of the game. He goes back into the game with a broken hand. And the one play, you know, Entre Roll gets hurt, and before you knew that it was a cut on his leg, you thought it was something much more serious the way he grabbed his knee. And two plays later, you know, his replacement, Brown, makes a really wonderful play and, and in the end zone and shows a lot of speed, and I think it has Giant fans really, really anticipating that this, the, the defensive backfield is going to play a lot better. Yeah, the problem with these guys is they can't stay healthy. When one, you know, it seems like somebody's getting hurt constantly, um, you know, Hosley has a great interception in the game, and he looks like he's coming on, and he pulls his hamstring. Um, Cole has had Michael Cole has had a hamstring issues on and off. They finally got Prince back, and he's not on the injury report anymore. But I guarantee you that that high ankle sprain hasn't completely gone away either. But fortunately, he came out. The good news with that is he they didn't seem to be able to do anything against Prince, and he didn't 
re-injure that ankle, which, you know, again, those high ankle sprains are, can be really nasty and they can linger all year. So this year, you know, they've got a practice. Um, we're recording today on Friday. They've got a practice um, shortly, and we have to see if Hosley's going to practice today, but he hasn't practiced the last two days, and they may not be have him. And, and Michael Cole was limited yesterday. So the problem they've got at corner right now is whenever uh, Justin Tryon has gotten on the field, um, it, it, you know, his coverage has been spotty at best. So I, I don't really want to go into the Eagles game when they've got a number of wide receivers that they can bring out these multiple packages. And if I was Andy Reid, I would try to get Tryon on the field and target him. So that's – I agree with you. But they just got to stay healthy and get back on the field. Hopefully Ontrell rolls back. He didn't practice yesterday either. So um, that that's my concern right now on the defensive side. It's not the talent. It's can they get back on the field. Yeah, and you really saw the experience with the Giants team led by Eli Manning and the inexperience with Cam Newton because uh, they kept showing the sidelines you know, all through the end of the game with Cam Newton with his head down and, and other players trying to come up to him. Uh, you know, and trying to encourage him. So you really saw, I also thought that, you know, we laughed about it a couple of weeks now. We're like, well, we'd love to see a laugher. We'd love to see, you know, David yep. Carr come in and take the last couple of series of the game. So we finally saw that. Now, my last question about this game to you would be the special teams. Now, you know, we saw Wilson return the kickoffs, and, you know, I think that's how they feel like they're going to incorporate him now because you look like you're going to get Ahmad Bradshaw back, and Andre Brown is really the hot hand right now, and I think he's running very hard. I was so impressed with the yards that he got after he was uh, hit, you know, yards after contact, yeah. and, and it just looked like his legs kept going. So what do you think David Wilson is eventually going to fit in this offense? Well, you know, the thing with Brown now is – it's a great question. I wonder if Brown is the best back on this team right now, um, not long-term, but short-term, because, you know, when, when the Giants weren't running the ball and people were criticizing the offensive line, I, I, I kept saying it's not just the line. I'm not thrilled with the way the running backs are running the football, and that included Bradshaw. And, I, and I've been a big Bradshaw fan in the past, but he just looks like he's not hitting the hole Hard, you know, quickly enough, and he's not reading the plays and sticking with the plays. What I like about Andre Brown right now is he's he's a north-south runner. He's no nonsense. He, he's he's patient, and I think you know we were talking about Barton. The thing that shocks me is I didn't see this coming at all. I I, I wasn't overly impressed with Brown in the preseason this year. He he, he flashed a little bit last preseason. Um, but I didn't see this, and I thought, you know, the the the, the pack uh, the um, Buccaneer game might have been a little bit of a fluke, but he was really really impressive against the Panthers, um, just with his patience. And then again, it was in a no nonsense north south. So I think to answer your question with Wilson, I think it's going to be unless somebody gets hurt, I think he's going to have a limited amount of touches until we get into the second half of the season. And then I think as he gains experience and they trust him more in pass protection, I think that's where you'll see more of him on the field. But I think right now you'll see him returning kickoffs, and I think maybe you'll see a few plays from the regular offense unless someone gets hurt. But, you know, they usually go with the two backs and alternate them. And a few years ago when they had the earth, wind, and fire, the third back would get some plays in there. And I think that's kind of what they're – they're 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 getting they're going to go back to is you know those t- two top guys will, will play a lot 
and then Wilson will get his touches. But I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of him um, until the second half of the season. It looks like the Giants are really happy using the two rookies on both kick returns and punt returns because you see Ruben Randall returning punts. And speaking of punt returns, our old friend Deshaun Jackson is back this week as the Giants pay a visit to Philadelphia and try to get another one on the road. We're going to come right back. We're going to talk about that game. This is the Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. Joe Cal and Eric Kennedy, come right back with us. YesNetwork.com's award-winning coverage includes blogs and columns from the pros who have their pulse on New York sports. It's truly a one-stop source for all of the best videos, news, and information on the web. That's all at YesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown. Once again, here are Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Welcome back, everyone, to the Big Blue Breakdown podcast. Joe Cal, along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. It is the number one Giants fan message board on the web, and I'm sure a lot of Giant fans this week will be lighting up the board, eager to get a lick at Michael Vick, the turnover machine, as it's been now in the first part of the season, but also the 2-1 and one Eagles, which, you know, as many turnovers as they, as they have, they are staying in the game and they are winning these games. But I, I'm one of the people that are happy that this game is on the road and in Philadelphia on Sunday night, and it seems like the Giants always play their best football when they're on the road. They certainly play better in Philadelphia than they do in the Meadowlands. And I'm, I agree with you. I'm more comfortable with this game actually being in Philadelphia. The only thing that scares me about this game and this is sort of an old football thing with me, is you know, always be wary of the team that has talent that's coming off a bad loss playing a Giants team that's coming off an easy win. That makes me nervous because I'm a little bit worried about the Eagles being a little bit more desperate here. Even though they have the same record, they're, you know, everyone's, everyone's criticizing them. They're on Vic's case. You know, where, all these turnovers, you know they can't keep turning the ball over like this. It, it, at some point they're going to... You know, regardless, and I'm not a big fan of Vic, but regardless, he he will have his good games. That offense will put up points, and I'm just hoping it's not this week. That's what scares me. But I agree with you. I actually am more comfortable with it being down in Philadelphia because Eli plays better there. I don't know what it is, but they, they I don't know if it's a hostile environment and they thrive off of it or whatever. But I actually like them playing that game there. Yeah, and and I'm with you when a team comes off a bad loss like the Eagles last week, and Andy Reid is usually very, very good at rallying his team after a loss, and all you're hearing now is the criticism. As much as much applause as we heard about Cam Newton going into the Giants game against yes. the Panthers, we're hearing such negative things about Michael Vick, which, exactly. I don't know, it just seems like this has happened before. Michael Vick yeah. has had some bad starts going into a Giant game, and it always seems like he plays his best football when he's coming into a Giant game off of his bad losses. So we'll see what happens, but I'm like you. I mean, look, I'm a, you know, I, I look for anything in, in a Giant game. I look for any intangible, and, you know, that's one of the things that does worry me, but it's one of those things that I'm sure the Giants are aware of. I'm sure the Giants looked at their last game and they see the turnovers that the Eagles have in the red zone, and I'm sure the Eagles are working on that kind of stuff this week, and they know the, the Eagles want to have a nice performance at home, so I'm sure the Giants are preparing for that. Yeah, and, and this is going to be interesting because if the, if the Giants start off well and Vic doesn't, you know the Boo Birds are going to be out in Philadelphia, and, and that'll put some nice pressure on the Eagles, and maybe they'll implode a little bit. But they they just got to be very careful with this. I'm, you know, I'm. It's not even Michael Vick so much. It's it's just the, it's just the darn Eagles. You know, look at last year's game that Vick in the 
metal and Fichten play in that game, mm-hmm. but but that but Young, who isn't very good, comes in and on a well, I think it was like a 16 play drive drives the Eagles 90 yards or whatever it was down the field and um, and wins the game. And then the Giants had a chance to, chance at the end there, and then and there was the, the the sack and the fumble that ended the game. So it's just it's 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 this team, you know. Thank God the Giants have won Super Bowls. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, but for whatever reason, lately Andy Reid has Tom Coughlin's number, and that team has the Giants' number, and it's a, it's been a series of streaks. And right now the Eagles are on this uh, on this, and this is a big big game because you know I think the Giants can afford to drop this, but if they do, they're going to be zero two in the division, and that's 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 not a good situation. But if the Giants can get to three and one, and going in the the following week against Cleveland, you know that's that's a really good situation. I would take that as a, I, I you know if you ask Giants fans would they go and start the season with a four and one record? I think most of them I think most of them would do that. I think most of them would would say I, I'd be pretty happy with that. So this is a this is a big game. And then the, on the reverse side for the Eagles, if they if the Eagles drop this game and lose two in a row, and I think they have to go into Pittsburgh the following week. You know, this, this could really this game could create some separation with the Giants and the Eagles. So, um, in a lot of ways, I, I won't ca- you know uh, classify this as a playoff type game, but man, this is going to have a lot of implications. I think on the rest of the schedule. Yeah, and you got to love the war words going on right now between Lashawn <laughs> McCoy and Ozzy Uminiora, and it's finally going to build up to Sunday night. And uh, it seems it's been really building up these last couple of days with uh, you know McCoy calling Ozzy a ballerina. And, yeah, you know, Ozzy, all he has to do is just show him this two Super Bowl rings, you know, because McCoy <laughs> has none. But also, that's another thing I want to bring up, another intangible. We've, you know, McCoy's been very quiet this season, and he seems to have very good games against the Giants. And, you know, it's one of those things. He's been so quiet now. This is one of those times where you go, oh, boy, is this the breakout game for him? Yeah, and that's, and that's, that's the guy I worry about. It's, it's, it's not so much knock on wood. It's not Deshaun Jackson. It's not Michael Vick, but it's – McCoy's the guy that's really been the been the problem for the Giants in the past, and you know going back there was a game in Philadelphia a couple of years ago, and the Giants were getting back in that game. It was a fourth and one play, and he breaks a 50-yard run for a touchdown. He's just very very dynamic in, in catching the football. Um, he's dangerous on screen passes. He runs the football for a little guy. He's fairly tough runner, and we've seen this scenario before. We've seen this. You know, Andy Reid getting criticized for not running the football. They're coming off a loss because they pass the ball too much, and they come into a Giants game and they 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 start running the football. And I think the Giants are actually aware of this. I think they 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 this this is one thing I think they will be prepared for mentally, well, physically. If they can do it, is a different matter. But the thing the Giants have going for them is the Eagles' offensive line is a bit of a mess right now. Um, that's on paper. On paper, our defensive line should be able to really control the line of scrimmage, both rushing the passer and, and stopping the run. That being said, Justin Tuck brought up this week, and it was an excellent point he made, that the Giants have had this advantage in the past on paper, and they haven't taken advantage of it. And for whatever reason, it, it's something about the Giants. The Giants bring out the best in the Eagles, especially their offensive line. You know, you, they they could have a horrible yeah. game against Cleveland. They can have a horrible horrible game against the Cardinals, and then, then they'll look great against pass blocking the Giants. That's the Giants' defensive line has to has to live up to their reputation and play well. 
You know, don't give McCoy the room to run. Watch out for those screen passes. And if they can control McCoy, I think they'll be okay defensively. Because I, I think Michael, the thing, thing, the secret to Michael Vick is this: you take away his first read. If you take away his first read, he gets confused and he starts running around back there um, like a chicken without his head. And that's when you get sacks and fumbles and things like that. So don't let him drop back. Hit the open guy real easy. Make him pull the ball down, and you'll be all right. And just don't let McCoy beat you. Yeah, I think I really think that the the Eagles are going to study the Dallas game plan against the Giants, and they saw all the quick slants that Romo was throwing to Ogletree, and I think they're really going to go with the quick slants, and they're not going to leave it up to Michael Vick to run around back there, you know, against the Giants' defensive ends. But I'm sure the fans have their take on what they think will happen this weekend, and uh, we have some questions from the fans from the Big Blue Interactive website. And uh, what do you got? Yeah, and just to remind listeners out there too that uh, every Wednesday or Thursday. On the website, in, in the uh, corner forum section, I'll start a, a an area a thread where people can post questions that will you know we'll try to answer on the show. So next Wednesday, um, you know, check out the site, and if it's not there, it'll be Thursday, and, and we'll answer questions. But um, a few of the questions we have this week um, include from Optimist in New York, um, and this is a great question. He asks about David Deal being out, and you know, does does Deal get a spot back? Um, even though the, the line looking better with Beatty and, 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 and Locklear. And it's a great question because historically speaking, especially with Tom Coughlin, veterans don't lose their spots due to injury. And we've seen that in the past. We saw that a couple of years ago with, with Sean O'Hara got hurt and uh, Rich Soybert was actually playing better at center and O'Hara got his job back. Um, you know, Deal's not going to play this week, I'm pretty sure, because he's in practice all week, but it, it's down the road. And it's a great question because fans look at the changes on the, um, the running game, the productive, pr- productivity of the running game, and they immediately assume that they're running the football better because of David Deal's out. But there's a lot of variables involved here. Is You know, one of the variables could be, that simply Andre Brown might be a better running back right now than Ahmad Bradshaw. The other variable is the quality of the competition, the teams that they've played. Um, the Panthers don't aren't a good defense. They don't defend the run well. So, But that being said, the last couple of games, Beatty's looked really good at left tackle and Locklear's looked, looked really good at right tackle, and do you want to mess that up? It's a great question. My guess is Deal gets back on the field somehow, but you, you, you're a little bit wary of, of messing with success right now. I think that a real key is going to be this game. The, the Eagles can rush the passer. They've got nine guys that they activate. It's almost unheard of on game day, and they come at you in waves, and they've got very, very good pass rushers, and it's going to be really interesting to see how Locklear and Beattie play in this game. If they have a good game in, the, in this game, do you mess with that? Well, from what we saw the last couple of weeks, and the commentators made a great point the other night, they talked to Eli after the game, and they said, Eli, you barely got any dirt on your jersey. So yep. he, has, he wasn't touched. And I think everybody has to notice that the last couple of weeks that Eli Manning has spent no time on the ground. And it was really impressive in the Panthers game. Now, we're not saying the Panthers are a great pass rush team, but I thought they did a wonderful job of – I'm using the word wonderful about this Panther game so much because I really thought it was a great all-around effort from the Giants. And, you know, once again, the Giants' offensive line did a great job of keeping Eli, you know, in the pocket. And Eli looked very comfortable, and Eli looked like he was going first read, second read. It looked like he had all the time in the world. So that given that the pass 
The passing game is looking good because of the offensive line. The running game now with Andre Brown, you may have a good point there that Andre Brown may indeed be a quicker back than Ahmad Bradshaw right now and, and, and be a faster back than Ahmad Bradshaw right now and get to the hole a little quicker. But to answer Optimus's question, I think you see an answer kind of from Tom Coughlin this week when he sees the success that Andre Brown had last week and immediately says that Ahmad Bradshaw is back as the starter. So I know it's a different position, and I know it's a position which would rotate a lot more than an offensive line. Offensive line, you really don't rotate, but, you know, Tom Coughlin is loyal to his his, his players, and you're seeing Ahmad Bradshaw really, and, and Tom Coughlin answered the question quickly, you know, Ahmad Bradshaw's healthy, he will be the starter. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I, th- I think that Tom Coughlin gave a good hint of the way he feels about his players when he made the announcement about Bradshaw instead of going with the hot hand to start the game and Andre Brown. So, you know, Optimus, I think that, you know, I agree with Eric that this is a great telling sign because you're going into Philadelphia now on Sunday night, and I think if Eli has another great game where, you know, he he, he stands upright and he's got not getting hit by these pass rushers, and, you know, you get a, you get a 100-yard rusher, whether it be Bradshaw or Brown, I think I think it's going to be very hard to make a change. Yeah. And it's sort of the the to um, go along with that is another question that came in um, regarding regarding Andre Brown from Tommy the Elephant. Um, he he's asking has the running scheme changed for Andre Brown? And, and, and you know I think he's what he's suggesting here is that why he's having more success than than Bradshaw? And I don't think so. They, they had Sean Locklear was interviewed yesterday um, on a Giants.com show, and they asked him. You know, do they call different plays? Do they run different schemes for David Wilson, for Andre Brown, for Ahmad Bradshaw? And he said no. He said they, they, they run the, they block the plays exactly the same no matter who is back there running the football. And I think the real, the real difference has been, I think there's a number of things, and something we didn't get to too, is Sean Bennett's been blocking better. So and and Henry Hanoski at fullback's been blocking. He's really been laying the lumber on you know up inside the hole the last few games. Henry Henry's been doing really well at fullback, and Bennett's been been able to block some defensive linemen. So I think they're blocking better. I think um, the north south no nonsense running from Andre Brown has actually been better than Bradshaw. I mean Bradshaw the thing that he's been doing a little bit that's been irritating me. And he, he even did it a little bit last year is he's been dancing around a little bit too much. Um, and I just think Brown has just been a little bit more um, decisive. And then also, I know this contradicts that, a little more patient at the same time. You saw some real nice runs up in the gut against the Panthers where he just waited a half second for the blocker to, to engage his man a little better, and then he would shift his feet and then explode through the hole. And I just think, Right now, especially against a defense like the Eagles, that's more quick. It's not a big physical defense. It's a quick, fast defense. I wouldn't do a lot of running laterally against these guys. I would do everything up the gut and off tackle, and I know that kind of limits you, but I don't think this is a big physical Eagle defense. And and I think, you know, to answer his question, it's, it's, it's not scheme. It's not it's, – it's, it's, I think it's Brown, and I think he is – getting better blocking too yeah and I think it's two very different games that we saw Brown in this year uh you know when the Giants played against Tampa Bay they were playing from behind so when the Giants go and hurry up they do a lot of the draw plays and a lot of uh running plays open up 
rather than when you open up a game and you start running the ball like a Bradshaw, you know, would do. So last week I thought was a great example of what I think the style of play you're going to see from Andre Brown is where they had him in as the starter and he started, you know, the whole game and you saw him, you know, do the goal line stuff. And you also saw him, like I said, I think I mentioned it in the first part, how impressed I was with the yards he got after contact. And I just thought that was really tough running. I mean, you know, he hit holes that were pretty small and his legs just kept going. And the second effort really produced a handful of plays that really looked impressive. So I, you know, I don't, I don't think, I think, I think right now the quickness is there for Brown. I don't know if it's, he's as quick as Bradshaw is, is a little older and Brown has been, you know, hasn't really been running the last couple of years because he's been going from team to team. So I think I always think with running back, it's 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 always fresh legs, and I always think you could see fresh legs, especially in the end of the year. So I think it's one of those situations with the Giants, which hopefully is a good situation for the Giants to have. Yeah, and I think that one thing that you mentioned too that's really good with Brown is hopefully they found their their goal line and short yardage runner because he 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 will he will move the pile and he'll 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 hit the he'll hit the hole fast. So I think. Very least, you know, we'll we'll see a better performance. I think in short yardage, they had a couple more questions. I think here we can answer fairly quickly. Um, one is from uh, only one Eli who asks, "What's the future of Chase Blackburn?" I think that's a really good question too, because I think Chase has done a very admirable job, but he's not the most athletic guy in the world. And you wonder, there were whispers coming out of training camp that it, that it really was going to be um, only a matter matter of time before he loses his job uh, at some point because, you know, they've got Rivers, and he's been hurt. And I'm not saying he's a middle linebacker, but when he's on the field, he is, he's, been, he's been a playmaker and he can run. And that, that's a guy that I think they're going to really miss against the Eagles because it would have been nice to have Rivers, Michael Boley, um, and Jaquan Williams all on the field together because that's a lot of speed against the, an Eagles defense that has a lot of speed and that those guys against McCoy and I think the you know the, the matchup you worry in this game is the Eagles trying to isolate somebody like McCoy or Brent Selleck their tight end on Chase Blackburn um, so the future of uh, Blackburn I think a lot largely depends on the health of Keith Rivers who's right now has got a hamstring that's been nagging him. And then also the development of Mark Herzlick, who's you know the more traditional linebacker. And I'm not saying Mark is the most athletic guy in the world either, but I think he's a better athlete than Chase. And I think long term, Mark is probably going to nail down that position down the road. I don't know if it happens this year or not, but I think that's a guy that they really like. But I think when they go to a lot of their packages, you know, you really want to get Rivers on the field. You want Bowley on the field. You want Williams on the field. That's a lot of. There aren't a lot of teams that have that much speed at linebacker, and I think you, you want to get those three guys. Yeah, and first of all, I love the name. Only one he liked. Really love the name. And <laughs> you know, I I think you know it's so weird to see because in the past the Giants have always had injury issues at linebacker. Yeah. So this is a year where they're coming in fairly healthy. And you mentioned Rivers, who I think is a great addition to the Giants, and I think he's playing with with a lot of with a lot of juice right now. And I think he's very excited to be on a team like the Giants. So, you know, Chase Blackburn was a great story last year because they really needed him late in the year, and I thought he had a tremendous game against Green Bay. 
you know, the regular season, and I thought he played his best football in the postseason, and especially the really that great interception that he had in the Super Bowl. That was great. Play. Yeah, and at, at that time, the Giants really, you know, they needed somebody there because of injuries to linebackers. So this year you come into the situation where you mentioned Rivers with his hamstring injury, and hopefully Chase can, you know, just keep playing well because, you know, I, I, as a Giant fan, a numbers problem like that when you have too many players that you think could play, is actually a good thing, but for Chase Blackburn, it's not really a good thing because you're unsure of where your future is going to be. So we mentioned the younger guys like Herzlich, and right now, you know, Bowley with these three interceptions in three games is, you know, he missed all of all of training camp, you know, yeah. with an injury. So, you know, at this point now, as a Giant fan, you really have to be happy with the health of the linebackers and the play of the linebackers. But for Chase Blackburn, you know. Maybe all it does take is one injury for him to stay on the team, and unfortunately it may be because of injury that he stays on the team. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, hopefully he just keeps playing some good ball. Yeah, and the last question we have here, uh, there's a couple from, a, you know, really related to um, two people. Optimus had a question about Tyler Sash coming back because his suspension is going to end on Tuesday. And then D David and uh, BM and Y asked about when will Chris Canny return. Um, the Giants, Kenny will be back after week six, um, and he's, he's been chopping at the bit now. He's, I think he's pretty healthy, and I think he actually could be playing right now. They were just being pretty um, conservative with his knee, but whenever they've interviewed him, he's, he's, he, he says he's ready to go. And he was, I think he was a little ticked off that they put him on the, on the pup missing the first six weeks. So he'll be back in, after week six, and Tyler will be back um, on Tuesday. And the question really is, is, all right, these guys are coming back. Who's, who, who loses their job? And it's a really, really good question. And I think a lot of it depends on, you know, are there going to be any injuries in the Eagles game in the next few games? Because if, you know, God forbid they lose somebody um, to a season-ending injury or a, or a serious injury because they have that temporary IR now for one player, um, they're going to have to cut a couple of guys or, or put somebody on injured reserve. And I think one, one clear guy is Ojimo, who was really impressive in the preseason, but they just, he's just not going to see the field unless someone gets hurt. I think you know, he's had a hamstring injury, and they'll, you know, they could put him on, on um, injured reserve. But they've got to, when Sash comes back, do you cut a guy like Stevie Brown, who you were talking about, who looked pretty good and who's had a big role on specials? So, you know, do they get rid of somebody on the roster now, or is somebody like Tyler Sash is he vulnerable to possibly getting cut himself? I don't know the answer to that, and I don't. I, when I look at the roster, you know, the one guy I'm not thrilled with is, is Tryon, but they've got so many injury issues at corner. I, I don't think you can risk letting him go right now until everyone's back healthy. Now Cole and 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 Hosley and, and Mukamara are all healthy. Maybe you could think somebody like Tryon, but it, it's a great question, and I'm not sure what they're going to do. Yeah, and it's really a hard area to talk about because the defensive backfield, it just seems like there's new players because there's new injuries every week. Now, yeah. you know, we're hearing things about Antro Roll, so, you know, in a way it's not, you know, not the greatest thing for Giants not to see Antro Roll in the lineup, but it may be a good thing for Sash, and you just don't know now. You know, because when you play with defensive backs, you have nickel situations, you have extra defensive backs coming in, you have the guys that start the game. We talked about um, uh, uh, the Prince of Mukamura. You know, you're talking about Corey Webster playing with a broken hand. So it's just really hard to answer it, it, with the defensive backfield situation because it just seems like something is changing there every week. So if I'm Sash and I'm looking at the way the Giants have been going these last three weeks, the way guys have been getting injured, it just looks like it's going to be a constant rotation right now. So early in the season, 
you know, you got guys going down every week. So I wouldn't worry about a roster spot right now because you just can't predict. It looks like, you know, you made a mention before. The Giants played such a great game the other night, but you're so nervous because after every big play, there's a new guy going down with injury. <laughs> really? I mean, I hate to say it. And I hate to say it. I hate to say it, Eric, because I hate being a pessimist. But it just seems like, you know, every time a, a player makes a, you know, a huge play in the Giants, is an injury. So well, you're, we're shell-shocked as Giants yeah. fans, even with the success that they've had the last few years. After every game is over and they've even won, I, the first thing I worry about now is injuries. I, I, you know, I, I go immediately to the press conference and see, oh, God, what happened to, you know, who did we lose this week? And it, it's just because it's been happening in the last few years. So Yeah, and, and to answer the question about Chris Canny, I think the defensive line – is another good situation to have extra players in because the defensive line, as we know what the Giants, loves to rotate players. And I think that's when the defensive line is at their best, when they can rotate fresh guys in there. So I don't know what you do with a Jomo because that's a decision the team has to make because you really don't want any other team touching him because I think he's going to be a great player, but where does he fit right now? But, you know, you have these older players on the team and you can't expect them to be healthy for the whole season. So, you know, with Canty coming back and if he's saying that he's really eager to play, I'm excited to watch him get in there because, you know, if he's going to have a fresh set of legs after, you know, over a quarter of the season is done. And I think that's the important thing to have on the defensive line because JPP is a fairly young player, and it just looks like his motor goes on every play. But Ozzy and Tuck, I mean, these are older players, so yeah. you get guys that can rotate in on the defensive line. I think it can't be a bad thing. Yeah, and Rocky Bernard is older. And I, I, I've actually said the same thing that you just did, fresh legs with Canty. When he comes back, he will have missed four preseason games, six regular season games, that's 10 games. Hopefully the Giants will have, you know, um, a playoff run in them too. But he's basically going to come in with really, really fresh legs. And to have him back with Linville Joseph, who's playing really well right now, and then finally to give um, Rocky Bernard more of a break because he's an older guy, um, that's, that's going to be huge. I, I think once Canty gets back, the defense will even reach a different level if there aren't more injuries. But – that's that's I, I can't wait till he gets back because I think that that's going to really be exciting to see him with Linville Joseph inside a fresh, healthy Canty next to Linville Joseph inside. And after Sunday night chasing around Vic for a whole football game, you know you're going to have some guys that are going to need some breathers. So yeah. I think they're going to yeah. welcome the relief after a game like this, and hopefully the Giants play some good football on the road, which I I think they'll do. So Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, great job by you. Great job by the Big Blue Interactive fans for sending in some questions and keep them coming in. Keep coming back to YesNetwork.com and Big Blue Interactive for all of your football needs. Until next week, Joe Cal along with Eric Kennedy saying stay true, stay blue.